0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit StreetLevelRadio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio.
1: The Corinthian believers may have thought that preachers could be judged by how much money they demanded. Like a good speaker, well, would charge a large sum, and a fair speaker would be a little cheaper, and, well, a poor speaker would probably just speak for free. The false teachers may have argued then that because Paul asked for no fee for his preaching, well, then he must have been an amateur with just very little authority. Believers today must be careful not to assume that every speaker who is well known and receives a large sum of money has something good to say. Paul also could have asked the Corinthian church for financial support. Jesus himself taught that those who minister for God should be supported by the people who they minister. Paul thought that asking for support in Corinth could be misunderstood. There were many false teachers who hoped to make a good profit by preaching, and Paul might have feared that he would look like one of them, so he separated himself completely from these false teachers. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 today, and we're picking it up in verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 7, where Paul writes, Or did I commit a sin in humbling myself that you might be exalted because I preached to you the good news? God's good news free of charge. I robbed other assemblies, taking wages from them, that I might serve you. It seems that Satan, from the inception of mankind upon this earth, has quite successfully enticed us towards a mindset of self-sufficiency. Of course, this means being independent of God, being self-reliant in thought and self-reliant in living. However, this runs contrary to the inherent and, yes, Biblical makeup of God's Church, not to mention our very Lord Jesus, who came to be a servant of all. Paul the Apostle, continuing in the defense of his ministry among them, he asked them a rather simple yet poignant question. Where is my sin? They might accuse Paul of a very long list of shortcomings, but An overt act of sin, well, that wasn't one of them. Paul asks if it was a sin for him to take the low road, that low road of humility. Was it wrong in his sacrificing his life for theirs? Had he somehow erred in his commitment to them and the preaching of the truth of the gospel to them and in doing so without putting a price on it? Now we need to understand that Paul didn't literally rob the other churches to steal their finances. This is a hyperbole, but these other churches had essentially financed the ministry that was going on there in Corinth because they couldn't or wouldn't do it themselves. Corinth had benefited from the work Paul and these other churches had put forth on their behalf, yet they were evidently still haughty about their position and their standing despite the fact that it had all cost them nothing. It had cost them nothing in finances and participation, servanthood, or time. After all, they knew nothing about first fruits or unity or church body life. In fact, some within the Corinthian church, like so many of us today, were apparently comfortable with letting everyone else carry them in their church in their faith. Now, I may not be robbing other churches today to minister to you, but hey, I may be robbing the people beside you who are fully participating in the kingdom in order to minister to you. Many people at one time understood the love and acceptance they received from the fellowship in which I pastor, often when no one else would give it to them. But that love and sacrifice for many, well, it was never fully returned. And instead of being humbled by that love they received, they inexplicably became haughty and selfish. Now, Paul, he was not okay with this, and of course, Well, neither am I this morning. Paul sought for these believers a sanctified life, one set apart with Christ as the supreme value and manifestation of our lives. When I read this, I don't read anger in Paul's writings. I mean, I don't think he's mad at them. Some may read in his words or even in mine a sense of rancor or hostility towards them, but please don't mistake a passion and an urgent fervency for simple exasperation or an irritation against you or against the flock at large. Paul loved them, as I love the flock in this church I pastor over. But as pastors, we love the flock too much to just stand idly by and watch our spiritual children flounder and endanger their eternity.
0: That was a daily devotional.